What time is it? Hey. Oh, hello. Welcome to Improv O'Clock with the Makeup Artists. I'm Gareth. Make sure to get your five Gareth today for a healthy diet. May I suggest Gareth Bale? Gates? The annoying one from UK Office. And the most favourite Gareth... Oh, I fucked this up, haven't I? <laughs> I'm going to start again. Oh, was that it? Oh, no, it wasn't okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Were you asking if that was part of it? Yeah, yeah. And the most annoying Gareth, the one that fucks it up. <sighs> Thanks, Lauren. Oh, hello. Welcome to Improv O'Clock with the Makeup Artists. I'm Gareth. Make sure to get your five Gareths a day for a healthy diet. May I suggest Gates, Bale, the annoying from one from UK office, uh, the most famous Gareth according to the website Ranker, New Zealand composer Gareth Farr. That was four. Nice. I'm guessing I'm one of them. I oh, mean, I wrote it. Probably. Uh, Gates, Bale, Gareth from the office, <clears throat> Gareth Farr. Yeah, and maybe meant to put like that composer guy or the the conductor that did that choir. It, anyway, we're going to carry Williams on. Oh, the There's famous the cricketer Gareth Berg. Yeah, he was one. Gareth, Gareth Thomas, Barry. the rugby player. Gareth yeah, Thomas. Gareth Barry, the football player. There's a Gareth mm-hmm. in every sport. Gareth Hughes, the equestrian. Anyway, this is all staying in. I am joined by many non-Gareths who, unlike Gareth Bale, whose every word is carefully and scientifically chosen for him, are dangerously off-script. They are Jim, Lauren, Harvey, Rob and Josh. Without Rob... Not here. No, Rob. <laughs> and Char's here instead. Char's here. Hey. Hey. This is the best intro we've done. <laughs> at, least, at least, like, normally the intros go really well, and then sometimes it goes a bit, like, downhill. Whereas today, it can't. It's got to go up. So Yeah, yeah. It's only up from here, here Harvey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> 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 completely my surprise. It could only go up from here and then that. <laughs> I mean that that's the peak. We're fucked now. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> that would be a great um scene change noise. Just, yeah, oh, Jim's right. just writing down <laughs> where to find that. <laughs> do you hate swearing do you do you well then you won't like this podcast now we enter a section of the podcast called scavenger hunt this is a section where i ask the aforementioned to go grab an item that meets my existing demands and they have two minutes to do so ready everyone your item is the item that best describes who you are as a person Right. Jim, what defines you as a person? So, this is something that um, two people on this call have seen before but haven't seen in quite some time. 
um, and I'm sure it's going to be a memory that neither of them will truly remember. It is, in fact, a tiny, tiny little silver... Uh, I mean, you can't read it, but it does have writing on it. It's a silver tray uh, that, that proclaims uh, me, or us, as the Battle of the Bands champion. Um, oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Yes, boys. <laughs> Now we um, won a trophy. We That's won the trophy. Um, a, a trophy that we I, I paid for with my own money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just so he could keep it. Oh, that's not, good. That's uh, I think the fact that you paid for it with your own money <gasps> really does help symbolise who you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so desperate for achievement that he's willing to fork out money. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is, I, it sat underneath our bed in a box of things uh, for a long time. And every now and again, I take it out, polish it, and make sure that it's, cause it comes in its own little, a nice little box, and it goes in. So, huh. uh, Maybe now, Dad, you would love me. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. <laughs> right. Shouldn't we all be doing shifts with that trophy? Since we all want it. <laughs> we, sh- we should indeed. <laughs> so you fork out money for it. <laughs> Um, we this should all be doing shifts with it, and the you next time I see, buy. or the next time I see either of you, I may pass it on um, if I remember. But it, it's just one of those things that I forget I have, and then I see what? it, and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, why do I still what keep was this that? event? Uh, so this was a an event um, that was essentially uh, me versus Lauren, and I had to set up a band, <laughs> and she had to set up a band, and then there was an audience involved. And um, oh, I remember this now. And they all uh, had to to oh, vote on it. I was and there. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it was, I it was it. Yeah, you probably did. But me, Josh, and Shah, uh, we 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 came together and we did a beautiful rendition of um, "I Want It That Way." Um, yes. <clears throat> and it was a tragedy Ronnie. that you you guys won because we were actually good. You were yeah, terrible. but we were actually bad, and that's why we won. <laughs> Not only that, we won Nando's uh, gift vouchers. Yeah, we did. Oh my god, you did! That was and a great Nando's. Nando's by it the way. was. That was why I wanted to win. Yeah, Sarah would have been happy with the trophy, but <laughs> I've got to say, we had a lovely time at Nando's. I remember it well. Harvey, what did you bring? I was going to go for a couple of things. Um... I was going to go for the obvious jokes, you know, being a screwdriver. We know you didn't because you took about a bit of a tool. Or I've, I've got a. So I was going to go for the bit of a tool joke. I was going to go for the. I've got a big bit of wood that's like a doorstop and it's quite dense. And I was going to say, oh, it's quite dense. Um, it's a good job you I've, did. And then didn't bore us all with the description of it. I've, I've gone for this <laughs> thing instead. Trying to describe it for the listeners at home. <laughs> it's a bit like it's a bit like a pyramid in Egypt, is, but it's it made is out a of, okay. of glass, and it's got a it's door a that kind of opens. For everyone listening, it's a tea light holder that he's he's got. It's a tea light <laughs> yeah, it's like is. A, it's, a, it's an ornament, it but it can be a tea light holder because I well, I've got one in my. See, it probably it probably could be a tea light holder, but this is why I chose it because it, is. it has many points, but I don't know its actual point. It doesn't have an actual <laughs> job that it is very good at. 
but it can probably do many things as well. So does it? Does it describe you? Know, you? I'm all right at a lot of things, but I, I don't have. I don't think I have one thing that I'm amazing at. Does I'm it? All right at it, a, a few things. Does it define you? Because it seems really complicated, but it's actually really simple. Yes. <laughs> yes. You've summed it up a lot better than I have. <laughs> but yes. That there was the go. complicated bit, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved it, Harvey. It was really nice. Shah? <laughs> um, I've got this. Uh, it's a golden stag ornament that I have uh, sitting in my living room on a shelf. Uh, and I feel like it defines me because, well, for those who are listening who know my wife, she's very good at uh, like interior yeah, interior design, home decor, and stuff like that. And uh, so when we were picking out all the stuff for our house, uh, I wasn't really allowed to pick anything. And I picked this golden stag because I love stags. Um, and I wanted it to sit, you know, pride of place in the living room. She wasn't having it. She didn't want it. Um, but I fought tooth and nail to get it. And it, it, she said, you know, it doesn't go with anything. It doesn't go with the color scheme, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't care. It's cool. It's a golden stag. Uh, and you know what? I stuck to my guns and it sits pride of place in my house. So I think this represents me because I'm not afraid to fight for what I believe in, even my wife. <laughs> Wait, does do you mean that like you believe in your wife or you're not yeah. afraid to fight? <laughs> I'm not afraid to fight my wife. I'm not afraid to fight my wife for what I believe in. <laughs> and that's a lesson everyone should learn. I I really resonate with that because I've been allowed to make one design choice and that was to put the VHS for chicken run on top of a set of BHS mannequin legs. Um and that's that's the only that's the only thing I was allowed to do. But everyone comments on it. It's not always good commentary, but they comment on it. Josh. Yeah. What's up? Hi there. <laughs> hey, what's up? What be Okay, right, yeah. So, if you are if you're listening and you know me, you probably know I have ADHD. If you don't, you've probably listened to this podcast and gone, "That Josh guy, hundred percent has ADHD," which is fair enough. It's a fair assumption. Uh, so, I can't do a lot of basic things well, <laughs> um, and I forget a lot of stuff. So, my wife, uh, one of the things I forget to do all the time is open the curtains in our bedroom. So, my wife put up a nice on the door and if you can't read that it says open the curtains you nasty bitch um, <laughs> and that sums me up because I see that every day and I still forget to open the curtains almost every day <laughs> that's who I am as a person I remember a primary school teacher called Mrs Durban who got really annoyed with the fact that I'd forget to tell my parents important things that I told to pass on to our parents so she would literally like sellotape notices onto me. <laughs> <laughs> that she sounds did. about right. <laughs> and this wasn't even like year three. Like this was year six. <laughs> I was oh, old God. primary school. <laughs> so yeah, that never felt good. <laughs> it doesn't feel. <laughs> Sorry uh, that I've led to Gareth trauma dumping. <laughs> no, all right, all right. I'd forgotten that. Oh, sorry, I dredged up a painful memory then. Uh, and Lauren, what's your thing? I have a 
have unless you've already said it and i've forgotten it no i have brought two things because i really couldn't decide i feel like okay i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you to just decide they represent two parts of my personality right what do we think do we let us show both of them or do we make a decide i think you should show both of them and then gareth gets to pick whichever one he likes the most or at least if he wants to put you last yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, don't I'll... show both of them, but but know that this won't bode well for you. Okay, I'll, I'll show you. The, I'll, I'll show you one of them first. Right, ready? Is it your drill, though? <laughs> oh, for a oh, second! Oh, <laughs> for a second! <laughs> I love this being a podcast. The last thing everybody heard was Gareth going, Is it your drill though? And then drill sound. And then Gareth going, Oh, it's the same one. <laughs> so, yes, listeners, they do have the same drill though. <laughs> you know. oh, what more can be said? Oh, oh. yeah. Mine's the limited edition one. All right. Got, um, <laughs> got more vajazzles on it. <laughs> my, my first object is a, a wacky, waving, inflatable tube guy. And I, it's excitable. Everybody loves them. They're a bit weird, a bit loopy. Um, and everybody loves them. Somebody everybody finds. loves them. <laughs> Sake. <laughs> Please, Jim, just remove the point where she goes and explains what it actually is <laughs> and leave it as though we're talking about a drill down. <laughs> it's Everybody excitable. Loves Everybody loves it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially the king. <laughs> it's good at um, weddings, bar mitzvahs, funerals. <laughs> It'll bring a smile to anybody's face. Oh god. <laughs> um, do you know what? I might just leave it there. I can tell you what my other objective is, but that is my entrance. What's the other okay. object? The other object is Winnie the Pooh wearing a Christmas hat. That's pretty good. And that is because yeah, it's a good I, job you went with the wacky waving inflatable yeah, phone. I, I, I absolutely love Disney and 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 Christmas, so it just is me. It encapsulates me. But yeah, the wacky waving inflatable is my entrant. Excellent. Shall we rank? Do yours come with a book? It came with a book. Um, I don't know. It's not mine. The book is. But... What on yeah? earth is inside the book? This is it tells you the, his- the history inflatable tube guy. Oh, the history of it. Cool. History of a wacky <laughs> Anyway, right, let's rank them. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say to you, Shah. <laughs> was... <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outraged. <laughs> I'm one of the I mean, only people who really thought properly about why I was getting what I was doing. Oh, oh this is classic, Shah! 
I absolutely believe that you thought it was good. Uh, Harvey, <laughs> you're next. That's so um, also uh, bad. I'm quite proud with that because I'm quite consistent. Yeah, so we know. Been... You are exactly <laughs> that as a person, but it is terrible. Um, <laughs> um, Jim. <laughs> hey, yeah, you knew it. I knew it. I'm, you know what? I beat a bloody golden stag and a tea light holder. I'm happy with that. <laughs> if we were doing um, what they do in Taskmaster and winning these, this would be a very fucking yeah. weird collection. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I just pause before we get to the rest no. of the rankings? Because I've just realised from, from what Jim just said that Harvey beat me, but he didn't even know what his object was when like, <laughs> he entered it. Yeah, but. Harvey you don't have to know, know what, what the object is to win. <laughs> <laughs> that's not part of the, the game. It's got to fucking help, hasn't it, knowing what the object is? <laughs> surely, surely that's got to be one of the oh, criteria God. you've got to fulfill. Sure, I'm hearing your arguments. I know you're mad about being last. It's making me want to keep you in last. <laughs> oh, damn it. The ranking has not changed. Um... <laughs> Now, the other two um, make me really feel like I've got something in common with both of you. Because I, too, think that Wacky Whaler are fantastic. They bring me lots of joy. And I, too, can't remember shit and have to have stupid problems. Uh, and I'm going to pick Josh's because it made me feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think, out of the, two of you, the person who needs this the most is Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. I will, I I will confirm that Josh needs a win. Yeah. <laughs> that, He's not wrong. You could do that every week and it would apply. That's why he's my best friend. He knows how shit my life is. <laughs> Your life. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, it takes ages, but I really like that game. It is good fun. I'm glad we've switched stuff up. Yeah. I just hope the power doesn't go to my head. It will. It's you. Time to play. What was it? I said it will. It's you, Gareth. You love it. It's probably already gone to my head. (laughs) Now it's time to play a flu flames. Our first game is called On Script. For this game, Lauren and... Oh, that's Rob's name. Uh, Shah, you can be Rob. <laughs> Lauren and Shah will be creating a scene together, but unfortunately, Lauren is not off book yet. She will be taking all of her lines from a play. She's gone to go get it. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, this one's good because this is what I want to do. It's called cool. the nap. The nap. Nap. In this scene, Shah has turned up to Lauren's security company to inquire about making his safer following a break-in. Is what safer? His house. Oh. Shall I read the whole thing again? Maybe. <laughs> Shah has turned up to Lauren's security company to inquire about making his house safer following a break-in. And go. 
Good afternoon. It's nice to see you. Do you like the money, Tony? Oh, straight into the uh, the financing. I, I respect that, but let, let's get down to brass tacks here. I've uh, I've had a, a recent break in. Uh, it was devastating. You know, my wife and kids will never be the same again. Really harrowing. But uh, I just wanted to sort of inquire about what we can do. Sort my house out. Sorry, no. What? Well, what? Wait a minute. I, I've just I've just bared my soul to you. My my family, we're in ruins. Me and my wife, are so traumatized that we might be going through a divorce, and we'll never be the same again. I really need this, so I'm sorry if I've upset you or offended you, but I really need you to help me with my house. Going on Dragon's Den. I'll do the talking. Boomtown. <laughs> Am I in the right shop? Because I, I thought this was a security company. I'm, oh, maybe I've turned around. It's been a stressful couple of weeks, to be honest. Um, just could you at least point me in the direction of the security shop if this isn't it? You can fuck off, we spokes. <laughs> Do you know? Normally, I'd be oh, normally I'd be so pissed off at you for something like this, but I just need a break. You've really... this has been a terrible couple of weeks. I'm so sorry. I now, oh. young fella, this is an honour. I want to shake your hand now, son. What? What do you mean? Oh, you just told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get to know your family. Well, uh, well, that's really kind of you, but I just need you to help me sort my house out, to be honest. So can you do it? Funny. Excuse me? Money. Money? Well, okay, let's talk money. I mean, look, I'm willing to pay... If I'm Sorry, I've got myself together now. If I'm, if I'm really honest with you, I'm willing to pay any price to sort my house out. So you name a number and we'll go with that. Friend? Well, look, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's been a really stressful few weeks and uh, if I, you really upset me this morning. But, but I'm not going to rule out being friends. I just need us to sort out the... Security situation in my home. You know, my child shat the bed twice during the break-in. <laughs> my wife, she wouldn't stop rocking back and forth for days in the cupboard. And my daughter, well, she's dead. So... Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's been rough. <laughs> You like money, Tony. I never told you my name, and it's not Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greg. <laughs> but yes, I like money. But you need the money, not me. I need you to sort my house out. You calling me a liar? Well, you're not speaking much sense, and I think that sense is the truth. So I would say, yes, I am calling you a liar. And a scoundrel. <laughs> now, what are you going to do to make this right? He dies and we live. There's been enough deaths in my family this week. Good day to you, sir. Unseen! <laughs> oh, God, Josh. You missed most of that. <laughs> I'm 
sad I did. It sounded amazing. I was taking a <laughs> Oh, you need to listen to this episode when it comes out. Oh, I always do. So... <laughs> in a, in, uh, this is, this is going to sound really sad, but I like to listen to the podcast when I'm on my own doing the washing up, so it feels like I'm with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to the mythos of how sad is Josh's life. <laughs> there you go. It's that sad. One of my favourite aspects of that game was when Shah said that his his wife and kids would never be the same and it transpires <laughs> that one of them had died. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're really never going to be the same after that, are you? <laughs> It's just a pretty nonchalant way to say it. <laughs> she's never going to be the same again now that she's dead. Oh my god! Can we? Right, this is an audio promise that you have to make. Somebody needs to like, hi- like hijack the eulogy at my funeral and just say, "Oh, he's never going to be the same again." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh. You guys are laughing, and my mum will cry harder. <laughs> oh. oh dear! Oh, I'm not sure where I am anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was game one. <laughs> oh! But. <laughs> Our next game is for everyone, and it's called <clears throat> Mixed Up Monologue. Each person will take part in the story and will stop when I say... (laughs) (laughs) We're keeping that. It was great. And they will stop when I say someone else's name and it will pass to them. They will take it from there. The title of this story will be chosen by Shah, and it's called... The Ghost of Homely Manor. The Ghost of Homely Manor. (coughs) We'll go with Harvey first. Harvey, once upon a time. In a sleepy, sleepy village, full of trees, there was a manor. A ghostly, ghostly manor. Josh. How many trees are in this? <laughs> it's full of trees. Imagine there's a lot. It's basically a forest. This manor was tall, taller than you could ever expect, peeking above the many, many trees that were all over the village. Lauren. And in this house manor manor uh, there lived an old man who hadn't spoken to anybody for years jim but at least he had his scatter cushions his cushions that he scattered <laughs> sharp and this scatter cushioning loving fellow who hadn't been seen in years was named steve jengles and he was <laughs> a long lost ancestor of jim jengles and Frank Jangles. <laughs> Harvey. Steve Jangles was a very private man. Josh. Steve hadn't spoken to his son, Frank, or grandson, Jim, in many years. Jim. 
one day he decided to to stop scatter cushioning and reach out to them in a homely manner. <laughs> Lauren. But when they came to visit, strange things started to occur. They heard above them what sounded like footsteps. Nobody was upstairs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just got that to the atmosphere. <laughs> um, am I not done? Okay, fine. Right. So, footsteps. <laughs> and <laughs> then there came a screaming from upstairs from a child. But nobody owned a child. Ooh. <laughs> Harvey It was at this moment that Steve decided he had to go upstairs and find out what was going on with all these footsteps and children's screams Jim As he approached the footsteps and the screaming children he realised that it was actually just his imagination because he himself was dead he was the screaming child Sure. Yes, that's right. Steve Jengles is dead. And he has been for 50 years. Josh. Meanwhile, Frank and Jim had decided to do an experiment, scattered the scatter cushions and left the room. When they returned, the scatter cushions were more scattered than they were before. <laughs> sure. They decided that this had been some sort of haunting experience and so they went to investigate upstairs where Steve's ghost had gone. Harvey. They followed him up up to his bedroom and to their horror they found Lauren. more scatter cushions. <laughs> scatter cushions were everywhere. It was like this whole house was full of scatter cushions and then under the stairs they found some Bloody Mary ingredients. To their horror, they discovered <laughs> that Steve was making Bloody Marys and scattering cushions until the end of time. Josh. With nothing better to do, Jim and Frank picked up where Steve had left off. Jim throwing cushions as far as he could. Frank Jim. doing what he did best. Making some form of Bloody Mary concoction. It was at that moment they heard a loud thud come from the basement. And as they descended Harvey. the stairs... They heard it again. Another thud. What was going on, Frank said to Jim. Let's go and investigate. Maybe Steve is throwing some more scatter cushions, they thought. But as they opened the door to the bedroom, they found... Sure. The basement, because that's where they were headed. <laughs> in the basement in the basement they found the bodies of all the villagers that had stood from the village that had once stood in the forest where all the trees had suddenly sprung up and it turns out that Steve had been murdering villagers hither and thither and he had been using their blood to create Bloody Marys and then happily, maniacally scattering cushions all over the mansion <laughs> Stained with the blood of the innocent. Because <laughs> oh, he was then planting a tree in their place, you know? How beautifully tied together. That turned out to be quite a good story. <laughs> I don't know what you've read, but I think you need to read more. 
scatter you're cushion even killer. You even tied up the Bloody Marys. Yeah, for, I mean, for a mixed-up monologue, Lauren, like, <laughs> no, that's not a high bar, but... Steinbeck, <laughs> step aside, we've story. got this now. <laughs> Shah saw all of those loose... Lo- 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 yeah. He saw all up those loose ends <laughs> <and> <laughs> thought, I can, I can fix that. Thank you for saving that sentence. It's okay. Everyone. <laughs> You're still listening to... Improv O'Clock with the makeup artists. Aren't they a lovely bunch? And as we move towards the end of the podcast, we just about have time for a discussion. Right, it's not proven. They will argue about your words. If this is a shit question, I'm kicking you from the rest of this episode. (laughs) Right. Well, goodbye, guys. This was nice. Um, I I noticed nobody's (laughs) used my question yet, which I've been asking for for months. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. You carry on, Gareth. Like a really bitchy year eleven, then like, well, yeah, I can just make this out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Spend too oh, much time Christ. around them, apparently. Yeah. I was oh. Gonna say. Oh. And they are and going to prove that again by answering this question. And the question is, Shah, would you rather fight an orangutan once a year with a sword, or a chicken every time you get out of your car? Chicken. <laughs> Just add something extra to my day. No. Uh, (laughs) 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 I think I'd enjoy it as a pastime. So yeah, I'm going for the chicken. I can understand. Right, I've heard this before. Uh, Because obviously I've considered this question a lot, which is why I wanted it to be asked. Um, And I get what you're saying about adding the variety to your day. I can see how that would enhance things, especially if it's a slow one. But wouldn't you get tired of it after after a while? That's 365 days a year. We're doing this question, Sean, but it feels like you've Wait, done so... a doctoral thesis in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drive every day, Shah, either. I don't drive every day, so... Are we, uh, we going to say answers to this question and Shah's going to go, ah, oh, you see, that's the classic... But what you're not seeing is the rudimentary <laughs> problem with your... <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain in three easy steps. Step one, <laughs> you're a moron. Step two. <laughs> Whatever anyone discuss. answers, it's just going to be like, no, you're wrong. No, it's a discussion. Right, does the orangutan remember what happened last year? Or is it a, is it a new orangutan each time? Uh, and and do, do these orangutans know how to use a sword? Are they trained in uh, swordmanship, um, or is it just uh, like I, I, like you're in a zoo and they just randomly pick an orangutan, hand it a sword, and they just go, "There you go." Oh, I thought we had the sword and the orangutan um, was unarmed. Yeah. So, so to clarify, I think I don't know because lots of people interpret these sorts of questions differently. But I've always thought of you as having the sword. So you have a sword and you're fighting an orangutan, which sounds easy, but you have to remember how strong they are. Oh, fuck it, you're just beheading orangutans once a year, then I... I know, but they... I just think the orangutans, it's a whole day thing. They are very strong. Likelihood is you're still going to win, but that's going to take its toll on you. 
if you're every year responsible for killing an orangutan, an yeah. already endangered species, that's going to fuck your head. I mean, you're not wrong, actually. But what I am thinking is I keep meaning to go to the gym, but I never would. And I tell you what, that would persuade me. I've got to go to the gym today because I've got to fight an orangutan in three months. <laughs> like that that would be pretty good motivation if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine it being so regimented, and you're just like, "Oh shit, it's nearly all right." Then, then once all the orangutans were gone, you probably want to use the sword on yourself. So I'm going to go with the chickens. <laughs> uh, there's no, an the estimated is... uh, 104,700 orangutans uh, in left in the wild. But also, so... part of me assumes that because orangutans don't just naturally, magically find people once a year and fight them, that there's a magic element to these orangutans and maybe they just appear out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, one thing you uh, nobody's considered is what kind of sword or what, like, you know, like... How big is the sword? Yeah, well, well. so I, in my How mind... How big is it? In my mind, it's a great sword, but the great... Uh, the question yeah, is, it might be great, decide. but how big is it? <laughs> uh, 20 inches. <laughs> Wait, let me just that, is, is that good for, for swords? Times 18 and a half. You don't... <laughs> you, don't... <laughs> you don't want... You don't want to be taking the massive... If you've got to fight it all day, a massive sword is also a heavy sword. So you've got to have some strength in you to be throwing that bad boy around for a while. So you you probably want like a yeah, or like a, a Roman sword, like the smaller. Yeah. Jim, what do you think you would do? Oh, I'm I'd, I'd sword the bloody um, all day long. The, the chicken. I, I'd sword the bloody orangutan. I'd sword it right in its monkey body. Sword an orangutan. Um, once a year, over every time I get out of a vehicle, I have to <laughs> beat up a chicken. That's just uh, that's that's, uh, that's a lot the... of chickens. Because I think if I'm going to end up hating the fact that I have to kill an orangutan once a year for the rest of my life, if I have to every single time, like that could be up to three or four times a day getting out of a car. But obviously, it'd have to. You be could cheat it by just never getting in a vehicle again, or only ever living in a vehicle. Yeah, but I don't think I'd want to. Yeah, I feel like Gareth's good at finding these nuclear buttons for these questions. Because, uh, yeah, you, he's right, you could just... I mean, it's side. a terrible nuclear button because uh, we're clearly constantly need, or at least need to leave vehicles. Yeah, unless you regularly. had some sort of souped-up super yacht that you could definitely live on. And not technically a vehicle. Yeah, but if you're living on it and you're never leaving, because I'm sure... Some and if it's a yacht... And if it's a yacht, another good point is if you get off that yacht in the sea, I don't think chickens do the sea, so I think no. you'd be fine. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. I don't think chickens do the sea. <laughs> if you get on a, a massive cruise to uh, an, or, or cruise liner or something, there's a little bit of everything. There's so many restaurants. You could really live quite well on a, on a cruise ship, I reckon. Obviously, you'd have to battle yeah. old people every day as opposed to chickens. That's quite but that's... expensive, though. But that doesn't matter how expensive it's going to be. It's going to, it's going to save 
the cost of, of having to clean up chicken off you off your floor every single <laughs> yeah, time you kill it. Yeah, that's yeah the, the chicken. <laughs> There's probably a charity out there that would pay you to stay on the boat so you weren't murdering chickens. Yeah, Peter would love that. Oh, good old Peter. Oh, Peter. <laughs> oh, I love Peter. <laughs> Hello, Peter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think we've got Harvey's chickens, uh, Jim's orangutan, Lauren's orangutan, uh, Josh's uh, was was chicken, I think, but I don't know if he's changed his mind. I Josh, haven't declared yeah, sign. I like yet. chicken one. Chicken one, right? So Josh's chickens, and then Gareth hasn't said uh, really given much of a clue what he wants. Yeah. If I can live on a on a on a cruise ship, I, I think I've decided like a posh one, and I, I think I would go chicken. I think I'm with Jim. I think we'd share a room. <laughs> Although I the last time I'd rather boat, fling I myself off into the sea. Bless you. you well, just so I can get a clear, definitive answer, um, Gareth. Then I'll say that if you are a non-driver uh, or you choose not to drive anywhere, then the alternative to that is that you fight a chicken every day like once a day so so it's between fighting a chicken once a day or fighting an orangutan would be... once a year I th- yeah what well, orangutan once a year if it kills me it kills me like <laughs> <laughs> he's ready for the sweet the release of death. Such, such an inconvenience that if i get at least a year <laughs> of life chicken free that would be fun. <laughs> I know, but if you walk, you walk out your house, the chicken's there. You just give it a kick. It's probably job done. It's a couple of seconds out of your day. It's not a long job. But they yeah, are but fuckers. Do you have to incapacitate them. the chicken? I don't I think, think a, a good. I think it's not the first time I've asked that question. <laughs> a good kick think... would probably incapacitate it, wouldn't it? I think the not the point of things. the fighting, well, is that 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 your enemy, whether it be chicken or orangutan, isn't going to let up unless you stop it from attacking you somehow. So you, I'm not saying you necessarily have to kill the stuff, but you, you're going to have to render it uh, useless, basically, aren't you? Oh! Um, I mean, I um, just it off. It'd stop attacking me if I scared it off. The way we bred chickens has rendered them useless because they can't fly anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We bred them to be fatter and with smaller wings so they couldn't be able to fly away. Amazing. Of course we did. I am. Um, I think because I haven't breed the chickens to be smaller and slower, um, then they'll be more manageable. Yeah. Um. If I because I haven't said which one I would do. Um. Because I never really. I always ask people, but I never. Yeah, but you've written a doctoral thesis, so we know you know <laughs> the cheat codes for this. I don't. I don't. But I think as someone who likes my protein. I would probably go for the chicken every day because then that's one free chicken every day that I can eat. And a whole chicken provides, uh, you know, protein to fat ratio is out of this world. So I would go with that. Are you then going to le- learn how to like defeather it and all that? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get, um, I'd get a special like a uh, special blade thing to skin it with and everything. And I'm a country man. I, I-, I think I'd do that. Sorry to our, um, our activist listeners, if I've pissed you off, I don't care. You've pissed me off, but just by saying you're a country man, <laughs> you're the least country <laughs> person I've met. Gosh, I live in the it's countryside of, and I shoot. He's one of them gay. Folks. <laughs> you don't live in the countryside. You live in the village and you shoot things for fun. 
there's a farm like right behind my house. I live in the, the I bloody countryside. <laughs> Surprise <laughs> farm! <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're like cows. <laughs> there are literally like there's livestock like behind my house. Like, ah, there isn't, is there? Away there from is. The I live in a farming village. Why would he lie about farms? What's the point in that? Oh life? shit! I know the person who owns that farm. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered which farm it is. See, they're from the country. They actually own is that Peter? Is it Peter? Oh, it's not Peter. From it's earlier, <laughs> Josh. Yeah. Just said, Who's Peter? Yeah, they live. Josh just said right. Josh just went. Yeah, they live in the country because they live on a farm. That's not living in the country. Isn't you don't have to live on a farm. You just have to. Okay, live fair enough. You live are. in the country, but you are not a country man. I will go and get my well, shooting jacket and wear it on this podcast. But every I am a country man, twenty-five to thirty-five-year-old man is, which is, I don't want to live in the city anymore. I'm gonna go and live in the country and pretend like I live in the country even though I have a fairly normal modern life with all my modern amenities. Oh, let's not, you say that, let's not say he's got modern amenities. Did you see that golden stag? I forgot about the golden stag. <laughs> That's from 1750, that is. <laughs> I, to be fair, I like the golden stag a lot. I remember Shah telling me when he got it, and it was very exciting for him. And I was very excited All right, okay. Shah retrospectively gets first place then. <laughs> I'd just like to clarify for our listeners as well. Can't believe Josh, Josh is talking I out of his ass. I am. Um, I was born and raised. I was born and raised in the countryside. I've always lived in the I've countryside. I've just said such I've lovely really things about Shah and supported him. <laughs> fucking golden He's talking out his ass. He's talking out his ass. I didn't know you was born and raised in the countryside, Shah. I don't know why we, didn't, we never talked about. I only lived. I, I only lived well. in a city. I only lived in a city for three years, and that was for university. I never saw the city. I don't know why we haven't talked about this because I'm from a little village as well in the countryside. I don't know why we haven't talked about it. I think most of us are. You are both of you are not. I'm from Saxon, I'm a countryman, Josh. I lived in the village all my life. Oh, for fuck's sake. Forget it. We all forget that Josh, who has lived in the city his whole life, finds what a countryman is. I'm not a countryman. I have lived in the city my entire life but yeah, i did go saying. to private school i did meet a lot of actual farmers there so even lauren's a country boy actual country <laughs> i am indeed a country boy i'm just gonna clarify you don't have to own me. a farm to be from the country i think that's what josh thinks josh is you josh don't is even the work the land on. you can't even mow your own fucking lawn <laughs> i've had to do it for you in the past i'm a country man i even don't... cut grass Fucking hell! Uh, and that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye from the country. (laughs) 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 Oh, that is a big chicken. (laughs) (laughs) there it is (laughs) I can end the episode happy now (laughs) I can't believe Josh has slandered me and Harvey today well is he going to slander me not slandered you
I'm I'm just definitely a, truth, a, a little country bumpkin. I think would be the the, the phrase I'd use. Bump. I'm a country boy. The only time I ever lived in a city was during university, and realistically, Lincoln is not a fucking city. Well, it is. It is genuinely officially. I know it's, it's a village with a cathedral in it, isn't it? It's a village with a cathedral. There is definitely uphill. Is... Yeah. Yeah, uphill. Downhill's got really like city like recently. Yeah, it has. Probably more yeah. and more like a real city. Yeah, in the sense oh, that it yeah. looks like shite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, stuffed every other minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say I ventured downhill that often. I, but I, 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 I kept myself to myself up top. So That's not true. Oh. You went to Toby all the time. Uh, Toby Carvery, but that's country. Oh, I like a Toby Carvery. Wait, yeah. Maybe you are. That was the most Don't shoot things disturbing, creepy thing I've ever said. And oh, it wasn't like the words, it was the way I said it. Oh, I like a Toby Carvery. <laughs> I remember once going to a Toby Carvery with Josh, and it was a very strange experience. Why? Why? I think I know because, what you're talking about. But because you, 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 you had your normal plate, and then you were like, fuck it, I'm going up for veg. And then you came back with a plate of potatoes and you'd somehow managed to secure yourself a jug and filled it with gravy. And then you just and then you dunked every potato individually into this jug of gravy. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's not done me. I'm not quite full yet. And you went back for a third plate of fucking just potatoes and continued on where you left off. And it was glorious. I'm a changed man now. I don't eat as much. I, I only have the one awesome. plate of potatoes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that. Only go on once more. <laughs> this has been Improv O'Clock, and I've been Gareth. We're on social media at TMA Improv. Give us a like, or don't. I'm not your mum, or am I? If you have something that might inspire a scene in a future episode, send it in. Do it now. Mother knows best. Bye!